Good evening, guys. How you guys doing? Hey. Happy New Year's. First year of 2019 for us to come in. First time coming in 2019. <laughs> oh, if you guys all stand up, we're going to open up in prayer. And I think I'm going to let my son open up. Let him do the open up oh, prayer wow. tonight. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I forgot. I have to turn it down. Because the shofar is a lot louder than my voice. Surprise. All right, you guys ready? Dear Holy Father, Lord, we come to you tonight, Lord, we pray for your spirit to be here, Lord. Lord, this is the first service that we're being a part of with um, Little Rock, with our family, Lord. Lord, we are coming to you, Lord, we are praying blessings over 2019, Lord. Lord, we thank you that you can move in a great way. Lord, that this year is the year that is greater than any other year, Lord. Lord, this is the year that you're going to show up and show out. Lord, we thank you for everything that you have planned because you're God. You are Jehovah, Lord. Lord, we thank you right now. Lord, that any kind of devil that comes Hallelujah. against these men, Lord. Lord, Hallelujah. when they, the Hallelujah. devil comes and he's asked and he tries to tell them that they're not worthless, that they're going to go right back out into society and do their old ways. Lord, let them know that they are victorious through Jesus Christ. Lord, that this is the year that the devil loses. Lord, that this is the year that these men, that your church will stand up because we are tired of being pushed down. Lord, we are praying for a Holy Ghost revival tonight, Lord. Lord, for this year, Lord, that from this day forward, we can take one step and never look into the past, Lord, but we will just look towards you. Lord, tonight is the night that it starts. Lord, tonight is the night that you show up. Lord, tonight is the night that we give you praise and glory. Lord, we thank you for everything. And in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 Woo. I just asked him to sit there and pray. I didn't think he was going to minister over there. Woo. I'll tell you what, but boy, when you sit there and get filled for the Holy Spirit inside you, man, you can't just sit there and keep your mouth shut no more. I mean, it starts coming out. It starts bubbling up. Boy, I tell you what, I mean, it's just great. And 2019 is going to be a pretty good year because, you know, born to raise hell, the ministry that we have that God gave us back in 2012, we are getting ready to come back and start bringing our plays back in. We shut down last year because... We thought maybe God had us plans for another thing. I don't know what the deal was, but we hurt really bad last year in our ministry, our finances, and everything else. But when it came back down to it, we realized that we sat there and shut down what God gave us to do. And we kept having excuses all the time. We had excuses that we couldn't practice. We couldn't do this. We couldn't do that. We couldn't bring the plays in here. We can't do this. We can't do this. And it hurt us. So we, after we came down here on Christmas Day, how many of you guys were here Christmas Day when we came in? How many of you guys enjoyed what you've seen? How many of you guys enjoyed the Spirit of God through our play that we did? Well, that is what God gave us. And I think it was in June, I think it was, wasn't it? In 2012, God gave us our first time to sit there and bring a play in here. And I sat there and he said, I want you to guys do a drama plays. And I've already seen drama plays. And they're okay, but that's not me. I don't want to do drama plays. And God said, no, I got something special for you guys. You guys need to do this. 
And so we decided to do the first one, and it was pretty cool. So we actually did it to the women's unit in Pine Bluff was the first time we did it. And uh, they really, really enjoyed it. And uh, so we brought it in, I think, uh, a week later, and we performed it here in Little Rock. And uh, we wanted to see what the men wanted, what the men felt like, and uh, became a big hit. And from that time on, I said, hey, you know, I got something going. And God said, of course you got something going. I gave you something. When I give you something, it's worth something, and it's going to be good as long as you do it the way I wanted you to do it. So guess what? Next Tuesday, uh, next month, February 12th, we will be back in here to do a play. That will be our first play of 2019. We always do a play the first time we come in every month. So February 2012, we are going to take you guys all back in time. Well, the ones that are here. We will take you guys back in time, back in about 1880. And this play is called Wild Wild West. And it is going to be a showdown. And I will tell you, we're going to go back. We're going to, we are rewriting this play to go back on tour. So you guys are going to see the original play. In the process, we are right now making a new play and making it a higher standard of a play. So you guys will see the old one, but we will be back on tour. We will start going back and bringing plays in. So if you guys are going to be here for the next couple months, we will be back in here. We will be play doing plays the first Tuesday of every month when we come back in here. We have a total of nine plays that we do. We rotate plays every month. So you guys are normally in here nine months, unless you guys are in Charlie Wing, then you guys are only here to be three months. But you know, we could make you guys stay a little longer if you guys want to. No? No? <laughs> are you sure? I mean, we, well, I can go down there and talk and say, man, you guys want to see nine plays, so you want to be here not? No? Are you sure? Oh, golly. You got, you are, you're, no, you're no fun, I tell you. <laughs> but we will be in here. We rotate these plays, what we've done in the past. And last year, we failed in what we were supposed to be doing. So starting out next month, we will be doing it. We will be back to doing what we're supposed to be doing. We'll be having, handing out magazines again. We're going to be doing prayer request cards. I think we only did like four months last year in prayer request cards. We normally do every month. We do a prayer request cards. We normally do somewhere in the range of about between all the other units. We can write out about 500 letters a month just going to all the units plus this one. That's how many letters we sit there and hand out, mail out. So we do a lot of work inside this ministry, but it's all for God's glory. It's here to encourage you guys because that's what we are here for. We encourage you guys to be stronger. And that's what this next month's play is about. It's about authority. And it's about going down and having a showdown with Satan. And that's what that play is all about. But I'm not going to get in too deep in that play because hopefully you guys will be here. You guys will be able to see one of our plays that we've done. This was probably our fourth play that we created, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, we, we got that one. We're recreating it. We've also got another one that is one of our favorite plays that we are recreating to go on tour this year with. And we're trying to get that set up. But you guys will probably see it before it goes on tour because I think we're going to bring that in March or April, I think it is. 
April. I think we guys are going to be bringing that back in April. But we're going to go back on tour. We're going to sit there and play, bring plays in here. We are going to be here to encourage you guys. That's what God gave us. That was our ministry that he gave us. And I will tell you, for everyone that's seen those plays, have sat there and got something out of it. And these men and women that have seen it, they have encouraged us to keep on going and keep on moving forward doing these plays. And that is what God has anointed us to do, is plays. And sometimes people wonder, says, well, how come you guys ain't ministers and doing all this stuff if God anointed you? I said, God anointed us to do plays, and we do visual plays for you guys can see and realize something that in this world to take that into the spiritual realm to be able to be defeating Satan. And that's what the plays are all about. We sit there and, you, you know, how many times you sit there and hear a minister preach, and at the very end of the ministry, you leave and you wonder, he's like, well, I remember him saying this, and I remember saying this, and says, well, what verses did he ta uh, t take you to? And you're like, he preached out of Romans, I remember that. But you forget a lot of it because it doesn't intake you much. But you can sit there and watch a movie and when that movie comes finished, you can almost quote 45, maybe 75% of that movie because you can remember that movie. When you visually see something, you're actually hearing something, and it lodges right here into the spirit. And that's what God said. I need you to sit there and give them a visual. Then after the visual, then you give them the word that represents that. And I tell you something, since 2012, it has impacted a lot of people. And I know that for a fact because I see them outside these walls and I see them out there. And they sit there and look and say, I remember that play. I remember when you sat there and did this one scene and that has happened in my life. And I remember what happened in your play and I did the same exact thing. So I know for a fact that it's affected people and we want to keep on affecting people. So keep us in prayer. We're going to be here next uh, next month to do a play. We're also going to be back here uh, the 23rd, I think, this month. I think it's the 23rd to be the second Tuesday, of the uh, fourth Tuesday of the month. We'll be back in here to minister again. And uh, just keep us in prayer. But we will be bringing back plays, okay? You guys ready for that? How many of you guys are going to be here next month? In, uh, under, there's quite a few of you, okay. You're, well, you're all going to go back in the West. You got anybody treatment call? Treatment call. We'll be back the 22nd of this month to minister again. So you guys, uh, we're going to probably, we're going to try to bring, uh, how many of you guys were here last time when we brought our sound system in here? And after the service, we sat there and played some uh, praise and worship. And I know a lot, of, I mean, I guarantee almost every single, there was only like five people left out of here. And you guys were here for a while, man. We're going to try to bring our sound system back in here. Because I know a lot of you guys were telling us that, man, they, you guys love the sound system with the music. It says, man, it, it felt so good. And it's not the sound system. It's not. It's the music. It's God. It's all about Him. And that's what we're here for. But we're going to try to bring that in. We're going to try to get that in. But the problem is, if it's raining outside, it's hard to put that in a truck. We have to get a trailer. And then I don't want to haul a trailer all the way down here with a sound system on there. I mean, that's a lot of trailer for a little sound system. So maybe we might just have to bring a whole entire play in. I don't know. So uh, that's about all I have to say, but they're leaving me. And uh, hey, I'll just to let you guys know, how about the shofar? You guys like the shofar? 
You guys like it? The shofar is the horn that he blows. It's an uh, Israel-Jewish horn. Well, we just bought that, or he just bought that right before Christmas. And uh, it's a little bigger than the old one he has, and it's a lot harder to blow. Because the first time he tried to blow it, he about to died over there because he couldn't blow it as good as the old one. So uh, keep him in prayer so he has some lungs so he can blow that thing because he's, he can't blow that as loud as the other one. The other one, we have to turn the sound down because he'll blow the sound completely off. But uh, that's, uh, that's his new little toy, I guess you want to call it. <laughs> he loves it. Christmas present to himself. So... Uh, that's about all I have to say. I think my wife has to say something, or she's just going to walk around with a microphone in her hand. So, <laughs> so I'm going to give it to my wife over here, Misty. Can you hear me? Right there? Yep. God just gave me something. Well, actually, he gave it to me a couple of days ago. New Year's Day. You, you probably made New Year's resolutions. Well... Last Thursday, um, like, you know, I haven't been working, and I was kind of getting disappointed. New Year, you think I'd get a job by now? Well, Richard brought me a money order home for one of my bills, and it just really hit home that it's not his responsibility to pay those bills. It's mine. He didn't have the services done. I did. And it kind of hit home. And God was spoke, uh, the next day I was cooking dinner, and God told me, he goes, I don't want you to make a New Year's resolution. He said, how many times do you make a New Year's resolution, and in a month or two, you forget all about them? They go down the drain. Oh, I'm going to work out this year. I'm going to get in shape this year. You go to the gym maybe a month, two months, three at the most, and then all of a sudden stuff starts happening and you don't have time to go to the gym. He told me, he goes, I want you to do something this year. He said, I want you to write down what you want to happen in your life in 2019. And I was like, well, God, all I want is a job. He said, no, there's more stuff that you need and want in 2019. So he told me to get a piece of paper. I went to bed that night. I couldn't go to sleep for nothing. He kept, the Holy Spirit kept saying, get a piece of paper and a pencil. So I got a piece of paper, pencil, turned the light on. It's like, okay, what do you want me to do now? He said, I want you to write down what you want to happen in 2019. I was like, okay. I was like, well, we didn't do, we did one bike ride last year. I was like, I love doing the bike rides. I was like, I'd like to do the bike rides. He said, write them down. He said, I want you to write each and every one of them down. Not just bike rides, write every one that you want to go to. So I wrote them all down. And then I, he brought it back to my attention. We were talking while we were in Branson that we want to go back to Branson and do the backstage at Sight and Sound. So he said, 
I want you to write down what all you want to do in Branson. So I wrote all that down. Then we were talking about Chicago. He said, I want you to write down everything you want to do in Chicago. And I was like, well, Lord, I really want to do prison ministry again, the tours. I was like, that really hurt last year. I was like, I don't know if it hurt Richard and Jeremy as much as it did me, but it, I wanted to do those. So he told me to write prison tours down. Well, a couple, I guess last week, we were at Jeremy's and we were talking. And Richard started talking about the prison tours. They started talking about doing the prison tours. And then we decided that we were going to go back on tour this year with the prison, the tours. And God said, that's why I had you write it down. He said, if you write it down, it'll come to pass. If you can visually see you doing something in 2019, write it down. And God will make it come to pass. Because we're doing the prison tours. Also, I was telling Jeremy about the bike tours, bike rides and everything. And I was telling him the dates and everything. Well, I told Richard. And they were like, we can do that. We can do that. So two things in 2019 that I wrote down that I wanted to do are coming to pass. But God said, if you write it down, it shall come to pass. Because if you can visually see you doing something in 2019, he can make it happen. But just saying it as a New Year's resolution, it don't work. It don't work. Because after a month or two, you give up. It gets too hard. But my thing is, what do you see yourself doing in 2019? I see myself letting my light shine brighter. I see myself ministering to more people, whether it's in the units or it's out in the public. Think about what you want to happen in your life in 2019 and write it down and see if it doesn't come to pass. Twenty nineteen. There we go. <laughs> you know what? That kind of reminds me of um, Christmas, the Christmas play. <laughs> we had a little joke thing about who was here, who who all was here to see the play. Um, so, do you guys remember at the beginning when we got ready to start it off? Um, that was behind stage. I was like, "All right, Little Rock, born to raise hell." presents Christmas with a capital C. And that was the first time we never got any kind of response after that. I'm just standing back there. I'm like, oh, okay, this might be a mistake. <laughs> it's like every other time we do it, everyone's like, oh, so excited. It finally started kicking in. I was like, okay, this is good. But I thought it was kind of funny because I got the same exact response tonight. I feel like this is going to be like an ongoing thing. From now on, it's like, hey, Little Rock, how's it going? And just crickets every single time. 
I feel like that should be what's the new, the new trend. But 2019, kind of like what she's talking about, New Year's resolutions. I want to ask you guys, how many of you guys want to see something change in 2019? Then that prayer at the beginning, that was something for you. I didn't have that planned. I didn't know I was going to pray early on. God just started pre uh, speaking through me. But um, before I get started, there's some, I, want, I got a little story I want to tell you guys. You guys like stories? So this is not just a story. This was a dream I had. Have, how, have you guys ever had a dream that after you wake up, you just remember the entire thing? It was so vivid, almost like you were, you were there. But I've had a lot of dreams that when I wake up, I can't remember a single thing that happened. I remember I was like in one place, and that was the only thing I remember. But I had a dream. This was like the first time I heard God speak to me this year. Probably because it was New Year's Day. First day of the year, God spoke to me. I went to bed um, New Year's Day, and I have to go back. To, we were on vacation. I have to go back to work Wednesday. So this is on Tuesday. I have to go back on the 2nd. 6 o'clock in the morning, I got to go back up. I normally work night shift in a restaurant. So I was like, man, I'm coming off a week and a half worth of vacation. And instead of giving me a 2 o'clock nighttime shift, you're going to give me a 6 o'clock in the morning. What a great day to come back off of a vacation. So I, went to, I was tired. 9 o'clock, I, I went to bed, and I struggled to fall asleep. But when I finally got to sleep, probably about 11 o'clock, I had this dream. And I kind of knew, I knew this was God. So what it was, was, it's kind of like born to raise hell. That what I dreamt was we three were part of this, I don't know what you want to call it, kind of like shadow sculpture thing. It's where you have a light and you have people who do like certain different um, things that when it projects onto a screen, it looks like a train. It looks like a car. It looks like an elephant. It's like where you're, every person is a small part of something larger. And I don't know why this is something. Hopefully this is not where God's leading us to start going into shadow things. I don't, I, I don't know. That would be an interesting one for us. Big burly guy and everything is like, all right, give me a projector. Hand puppets. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I really hope that's not where God's leading us with this. But the thing was, this was the thing, and we're going, we're doing like small things, nothing big, but we're doing like small little shows. And finally, I'm starting to get really tired of it because it seems like I was the person getting the worst design. It's like, um, basically, I was the butt of the joke. Of the three of us, I got the worst part of it. It's like, why in the world am I getting this piece? What is my use of putting me in this small little piece? It felt like I was worthless. I felt like, I was like, what is this? And then finally, we're going on, and I came to an idea. I was like, okay, let's stop looking at big pictures. Let's kind of go a little simplistic with it. So I came up with this idea, and I don't know how in the world this was a great idea for me. But I was like, okay, so I'm going to lay down 
and my shadow is going to be a person. That's me. I'm, I, this is a one-man job. I only got to be that. But what it's going to do is somehow with these two, they're going to kind of come out and basically form like a wolf, this huge towering wolf above me. So it was kind of like, yeah, the wolf like up there. But kind of like the thing was, it's almost like you're seeing the warrior emerge. That you just see a person, but behind that person there's something else. Almost kind of like a spirit animal or something like that. So we did this and it blew up. We got big with this. And I don't understand why, but... We're going good. We're going strong. We're doing tours. Big arena things. Yeah, once again, I don't know. God works in mysterious ways because I could not see a shadow performance being doing all tell arena over here. But somehow, this is we're big. And finally, I'm starting to get back down to it. I was like, why in the world my part doesn't seem big enough? It's like, why am I the one who has to keep doing this one part? Why can't we switch it around? Why can't you do this part and I'll do your part, which is a better one, I guess. I mean, it's so many things went on in this dream. But then finally it comes down to it, and it's like, we came up with this idea. Um, we're going to do a tremendous big show, Christmas. I think it was a Christmas one. And we had lights, we had water effects, we had so many things going on in this one performance. And we were going to go bigger than ever. And what it was, was each of us did our own stand-in show. That I would do one kind of like design, and it's just me, but you can see what it's showing on the back. That it would be like a plane or something. I can't really remember what the items were. But after all three of us did our thing, we came down to the idea of merging all three of us together. The, what we had just done, merging all three of them together to get one spectacular performance. One massive thing that when you interlocked all these pieces, you saw something that was bigger than just those three small pieces. And I know it might be a little hard to understand, um, because when I'm having this dream, I went to bed at 11. I woke back up at 12. It was 11.50. Struggled to go back to sleep until probably about 1.30, and then woke back up at 2 o'clock. So this all happened within less than two hours that God's given me all this. And then finally, I'm looking, it's like, we're never going to work. You can't take three individual pieces, put them together, and get something completely different. It'll never work. And I kept saying this, it's like, it's never going to work. This is going to be a failure. We're at this big heights. We're supposed to be doing something great. It's never going to work. So we're doing our show, the individual people, all of our individual parts, and everyone's loving it. The crowd's loving it. And all of a sudden, it comes to the, for the big finale that we all three go out there and one person does theirs, the next person comes in and does the same, their old pose. And all three of us finally get up there and create this one massive construction, I guess. And the crowd went completely quiet. Not a single sound was made. No one cheering, nothing going on. And I, I were up there, and I looked, I was like, I yelled. I was like, I told you guys it will never work. 
I told you guys that this was a waste of time, that we could never do this, that we can never pull this off. And I'm just yelling, and every one of the audience is hearing. And all of a sudden, finally, start, some people start clapping slowly, and then it erupts. And I'm like, they're doing it out of self-pity. They came here expecting a great show, and they got nothing. I was like, I told you three pieces can't be put together to make something bigger. So I walked off, ran off stage, and then finally we're walking out as a group. We walk back out into the lobby, I guess, to get a drink or something. And once we open up the doors, there is this massive crowd of people just standing there. And they just all start cheering and everything. And I'm like, all right, guys, stop with it. We already know it didn't work. And some guy comes up and is like, no, you didn't see what we saw. You did not have a clue what we saw up there on stage. I'm like, yeah, I do. It was a disaster. You guys probably want your money back, don't you? And they're like, no, no, this is the greatest thing that we've ever seen. And they're like, you have to go into the recording booth and look at the videotape of what you guys just did. So we get in there that we're watching this video go on. And we're watching it play out. All of our individual things, it looks good. It's good. Nothing spectacular. Nothing like this guy had said. And then we're going, and I'm like, and then finally comes to the last thing. And this was, all I remember is my, I'm just standing there, I'm looking at the screen, and it just goes bright. Bright, can't see a single thing. And I remember our draws dropping. I was in such an amazement. I have no clue what it was I saw, though. The entire dream was so vivid up until this one point where it just was like I'm at a concert and blinders just click on and I can't see a single thing except for this bright light. And I remember looking and I'm like, wow, that's greater than we had ever anticipated. Maybe those three pieces, if you put them together in the right way, I guess they do come out. And I woke up at that point. And I woke up and I'm like, wow, God, good time to wake me up. I've still got um, four hours before I got to go to work. All right, thanks, God. I'll write this down later. And I'll lay down, and I'm just wide awake. I'm just laying. I was like, come on, God. <laughs> Put me back to sleep. He's like, no, write it down. I was like, oh, come on, God. Come on. So I just start typing away. An hour and a half later, I finally finished writing all this thing down. God had given me a message at 2 o'clock in the morning. Not really how I wanted to start out this new year. Not how I really wanted to start my first day going back into work. But God gave me a message I knew it was from him. I was like, God, I feel like I know what you're talking about. So I've got a message to go with this. And if you guys, how many of you guys have been here for a couple months that you guys, let's see, what was the last one I did? Life is popcorn? Popcorn? Popcorn. It was here a little bit, a couple months later, it was life was like a video game. Anyone here for that? God has given me, kind of like what he said a while earlier, is like that we like to do plays, so we give a visualize so you guys can relate. 
God has been talking to me for the past couple years. He always gives me messages is life is like something that you guys can relate with. So I got another one for you guys. Life is like a dead tablet. There we go. <laughs> Technology. I have yet to do anything with really technology because most of the time it doesn't work, and that's not very inspirational. Life is like a dead computer that just sits there that should be thrown away. Doesn't sound very inspirational, does it? It doesn't make you feel like, yes. Let me be like the 1984 Mac, um, Macintosh that came out. Yeah, because there's a lot of those still around today that's working. It's not very inspirational. Life is like a puzzle. How many in here has ever done a puzzle, a jigsaw puzzle? So you guys know the gist of it, right? So you go around Walmart or something, and you see all these puzzles. You see this beautiful um, sculpted picture on the front and everything like that. But here's the thing. When you open up the box, do you see the same picture? You don't ever see the same picture when you open up the box because when you open it up, Pieces. You see pieces. But it's like the box is promising you that this is what you're supposed to be getting. You're buying, you're paying the money so you can get this. You're not buying it so you can get pieces. You're not buying so you can get a thousand of these little pieces that look like nothing. But no, that's actually what we're doing because when we buy it, we know that it's not going to come together. It's not already put together. We know that we're going to have to put some work into it. We know we're going to have to do a little bit of work on ourselves if we want that. So, my question is, do you think life would be any different? Do you think life would just be, look, it's like, oh, you want um, a good job. Um, you want a happy marriage, you want some great kids, um, you want all these things in life, you want to be rich, you want to have peace, you want to have joy, you want to be able to come home to a loving family in a big home, you're not going to go and it's like, here, just open up the box, it's all right there. And you just open up the box and you got all these things come out and everything, it's like, that's my life, it's already put together for me. No, no, no doesn't work that way because when we ask God for things he doesn't give us all put together he gives us one piece he gives us just one piece he, new year's resolution so many people talk about that new year's you talk about that the new, new year's day you start writing out everything that you want how long does it last? Most people is like, okay, I want to get healthy. Um, I, um, I want to get ripped. I want to get really um, buff and everything else like that. Just because you want it doesn't mean you're going to get it right then and there. You can't go as like, okay, I'm going to eat healthy. And then from that point on, it's like you never touch another piece of cake. You never do another single, um, too much food. You're never going to do another buffet. 
It's going to be like nothing but salads from now on. It doesn't work for people. You can't start it cold turkey. Most people can't do anything cold turkey. How many in here has ever stopped doing drugs and alcohol outside of a unit? Did you do it one day? Most people can't. You can't just stop one thing. You can't just pick up one thing and just be at 100% of it. If, how many in here is musicians? Did you get as good as you are now in one day? Did you just pick up a guitar and just start shredding the guitar? And I'm talking about shredding and make sure it sounds good. I was like, I can make a lot of noise on a guitar, but it doesn't sound good. You have to take it one step at a time. A child, when a child starts working, uh, starts walking, they don't just pick up themselves up, stand up, and then just start taking off for a marathon. They're going to take one step, maybe two steps, and then hit the ground. Because it takes one step at a time. If you want to get anywhere in life, it's going to take one step at a time. We keep asking God, it's like, God, make me a better man. Help me be the person you want me to be. Help me be able to get my relationship back. He's going to say, all right, here's the first step. Here's the first step. Read my word. All right, God, yeah, I, I mean, I've read the Bible, but that's, I need help right here. No, right here, first piece. Read the Bible. Don't just read it. Know it. Once you know what the Word says, then we can move on to step two, and that is applying it to your life. Because if He was to give you everything that you want right now, when you ask for it, it's like, God, fix everything in my life. Just give me everything you need to, to fix my life the way I want it. Everything that she, wrote, that she was writing down. It's like, I want to do this, I want this, I want this. And if he, God was just to drop it onto you at one time, it would be like a cartoon. When they drop the cement, they drop the 10-ton uh, block, that's exactly what it's going to be like. It's like, oh, God's going to look, it's like, do you really think you can handle this? Yes, God, I'm ready, I can do this. I'm ready for it. I need this change in my life. All right. Have fun catching it. And it's going to hit you like a pound of bricks. And it's like, God, that's really not the way I wanted you to fix this. Because you didn't want the first step. I wanted to help you with something. I wanted you to take it one piece at a time. Because in order for you to learn anything, you've got to take it one step at a time. If you want to really learn how to have a great life, it starts with you. Oh no, God, my wife's the problem. My kids are the problem. No, no. First step is you. Soon as you get your life in order, then I'll give you the next piece, which is working with your wife. So many times we look, it's like we try to fix everything around us. And it's like, God, Help me with a relationship. God, help me with this. Help me get a better job. Lord, help me do this. But we never ask God. It's like, God, help me 
because I'm selfish. God, help me because I want too many things. Because that's what he really wants. He wants you to look, it's like, let me work on you first. Before you start to work on everything else around you, the serenity prayer. Let me fix the things that I can fix. You can't fix everything around you. You can't fix your marriage. You can't fix your kids. You, you can't do it. But God can. Your first step is like right here. Let God work within you. It's like, all right, God, I'm giving myself away. Here's the first piece of the puzzle, God. It's me. I'm right here. God, just use me. Ever how you need to me. Because this piece right here, I don't know where this piece fits at in this puzzle. God, I don't know where I fit at in the larger puzzle. But I know every piece counts. Because if you're missing one piece, the puzzle is never complete. If you have everything in the Bible, Jesus left the 90, the shepherd left the 99 for one. Because he knew his herd, his flock was not at 100%. Because he knows the value of the one. One piece, something so small. One piece out of a thousand piece puzzle. One piece matters. And if you don't start with one piece, you'll never get to the completed thousand. You have to go with one piece at a time. You just go with one, and you just take it, and you go to each piece until you find a match. But you've got to start with one. I can't just keep shaking this box and pray. It's like, all right, I got a completed puzzle inside there. Doesn't work that way because that would be effortless. That means you didn't do anything to it. God's saying is like the first piece. That's all you have to do. And as soon as you get the first piece in order, as soon as you understand that you have to have one step, then we can move on to the rest of them. Then we can keep going on. Because this one piece right here makes a difference when you add it. It goes together. How many in here have children? One thing I always hear when I hear people say when they're having a kid, they're always talking about is like, can't wait, I'm going to grow, I'm going to raise this child up to be strong, independent. I'm going to make someone, I'm going to raise up a child that can be a world changer, someone important, someone that history will remember. But what's the first thing you have to do? God looks at you and is like, here, change the diaper. I don't know how many history figures are out there that says they didn't know how to go to the bathroom on their own. That means all those history figures had a parent who taught them how to do something so simple, so every day on their own. Military. One of the, great, the first things that they teach you in military. And I always thought this was strange until I really figured out why. 
Military, first thing they teach you, how to make a bed. Anyone know why? Because when you make a bed, the first thing you do, you're making your bed. That means that's a one accomplishment for that day. Accomplishment that you can keep going and make another accomplishment that day. You just got to start out simple if you want to get something big. I got another dead um, tablet. That's fine. I'm going off my notes um, from God. The Bible. If, I, if you are faithful in the small, you shall be faithful in much. If you can't handle one piece by yourself, if you can't handle something so small, then why would God ever let you be in charge of something bigger? If you can't start, if we can't start with our first, ourself first, the first piece of the puzzle, God can't actually give you what you really want. So many times we keep asking, it's like, I want this, God. God, I want this. I want this. He's like, that's the big picture. Let's look at it here. Let's start with one step at a time. You can't get anywhere overnight. And if you do, you know it's not going to last. Win the lottery. Oh, wow, I'm rich. How long does that money last? Because everyone looks, it's like, hey, they don't know how to handle being rich. It's like, hey, I've got all this money. Okay, let me go buy a car. Let me go buy a boat, a house. Let me do all this. But then you're broke again. See, you were rich, but you can't be trusted with a lot of money. But if you start out poor and you really know how to work your money, Everyone who's millionaires today, they knew how to handle money. They knew how to save. That when they get a paycheck, they didn't just go out there and buy the first thing that they saw. Great men, if you really want to be who God has called you to be, it's not going to happen overnight. That's what you want. Write it down. But God, after you write it down, God's going to look and it's like, first piece. The first piece of the puzzle. Let's start there. Because as soon as you finish, the puzzle will be done. And a lot of people, when you finish a puzzle, when they finish puzzles, they glue it together. That way they can hang it on a wall. Reason why is because they put so many hours, so much time into something that they wanted to display it. God wants the same thing. He's looking as like one piece. And as soon as I can finish your puzzle, I'm going to display you. I'm going to display you on a wall for everyone else can see. That this guy didn't, my child, he didn't just get there overnight. He didn't get all this. He didn't become a great man of God overnight. He didn't become a great father overnight. He had to work at it. I spent a lot of time putting the pieces together in his life that this is what I can call a masterpiece. I didn't buy this one at the store. Because what God does is he takes something that's dirty. When we were with sin, he still loved us. 
because he saw through the dirt, he saw through the sin, and he saw something great that he could put together, that he can restore. Because before we had Christ in our lives, we were not worthy to be hung up on a wall, to be displayed. No one wanted us, not even, not even ourselves. It's like, I'm not worthy. But God's looking, is like, with one piece at a time inside your life, you can become a masterpiece. You can become a puzzle. Something I can display. Because after so many times of working hard, when you finish something that took a lot of time, can you not just stand back and look at it and you just see amazement? Because you feel pride into that. You feel pride when you work hard for something. If you take your life and you do it piece by piece, at the end of the road, you can turn around and look back as like, wow, that's good. I started with one piece, but I came up a completed puzzle. I never thought that this one piece of changing a diaper, that if I would have started there, I didn't think I could go anywhere from there. We need to stop looking at the big picture and getting our hopes up that it's going to be right now. We are in a now generation. Everyone wants everything now. Fast food. Speedy checkout lines. And now they just eliminated um, workers in that. You go to Walmart, you check out yourself. Because apparently that's quicker. I don't know, I feel like I have to do more work now. Walmart's not paying me. They're not giving me a discount for me doing what they're supposed to be doing. But that didn't all happen in one day. It takes pieces. You can't just pop yourself, your life in an oven and just turn it on and wait for it to come out. Our life is not like a TV dinner. One, because I've not tasted a TV dinner that tastes as good as a meal in a restaurant. Oh yeah, it might be food. You can eat it. But it's not, as, it's not a complete meal. You can microwave a steak and then you can grill a steak and I can tell you there's going to be a difference in the taste. Your choice, what you want your life to be like. Do you want to be like a TV dinner or do you want to be like a uh, porterhouse? Porterhouse, man. That's an expensive steak. But after you put all the pieces together, I have a feeling God can look at you and say they're the same thing. That was an expensive piece of art right there. That was an expensive child. Even when the world looks, it's like they're never going to change. One step at a time. One less cuss word a day. One less drink a day. Until finally, look at the man you can be. Don't give up when God gives you one piece and says, let's start with you. Don't give up. It's like, God, I wanted the picture. I wanted the puzzle. God, this is what I want. One piece. One piece at a time. No, God, I, this is what I want. I want it now. One piece. One piece. How many of you guys want to start with one piece and get something great? 
Because when you have to work for something, it means a lot more once you finish. Handcrafted furniture takes a lot of time, and it's all very expensive. I can buy a couch over at Walmart for uh, $15, or I can buy this that someone spent and labored hard with. How much greater is that going to hold up? Because you can put a lot through that. That, some, that piece of wood can go a lot farther than some kind of cheap piece of furniture from Walmart. One piece put together and you make a puzzle. It's going to take a lot to tear it down. Once you work at knowing how to live your life, that you learned all the steps, that you learned from your mistakes, that this was a learning process to get here, it's a lot better than just having it all handed to you like a lottery check and you lose it the next day. Don't lose your life. Don't give up. And it's like, God, that's too hard. No, I'm going to build you into something. I'm going to build you into a very complex puzzle that's going to withstand storms. That's going to withstand anything that Satan can throw at you. One piece, though, is what you're going to have to start with. And then from one, finally, you got two pieces. Oh, wow, you're moving up. Three pieces. Oh, God, life's going great. I can see what you're doing, and we're just getting started. God's like, hang in there, because the fourth piece is coming around. Then the fifth piece. Know that it's not going to hand, be handed to you on a silver platter, but know, piece by piece, God can work anything that you want in your life. If you want something bad enough, just keep putting the pieces together. Let God show you every piece counts. Even a piece that you think is worthless, like I thought in my dream, was something so spectacular that God needs every piece to work together. One piece at a time before you can get a masterpiece. That's pretty good, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. oh, he's going to become a, a really good uh, minister one day. Oh, yeah. I think he already has, actually. It's strange, is it's kind of funny. It's just out of the blue, you know. He was the one that likes to play and live drama, and he was always involved in all that. And I was the minister of this ministry. And... Um, it kind of swapped. I am now in charge of the plays and doing all that, and he's taking over the ministry. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know what God's got plans for. You think you got everything figured out and how it's all going to work out, but as he said, the first piece, get the things taken care of. You got to get that first piece taken care of. That's you guys. You got to get your piece taken care of. You know, I prayed after I got saved. I sat there and I sat there and prayed. And I looked and I said, man, God, I can't deal with my wife. I said, you're going to have to fix her. And I said, I, it, it's not working. I said, you got to fix her. And he fixed her. 
Then I kind of came back and he sat there and said, did I fix her or did I fix you? And I said, hmm. I said, I, I, I think you fixed her. He says, well, how about the things that you changed in your life that I had you change? And I said, yeah. He says, that helped her. So you don't know exactly how that guy's going to fix that other person or that job. But fix yourself first. And then God will do the rest. You've got to take that first step. That very first step. And in the end, it gets better. And it gets better. And it even gets better. Every day, it gets better. As long as you live with Christ, you're going to have a lot of joy in your life. You're going to have a lot of peace and happiness in your life. Because I will tell you, the fruits of the Spirit will make you want to keep living. But if you sit there and have to live in anger... Doubt, hatred, backstabbing. If you've got to live in that kind of lifestyle, your life is going to fall apart and you're going to end really quickly. Because all that stuff turns into your body and turns into high blood pressure, heart failure, ulcers, ulcers all that. And your body falls apart. But what does love, joy, happiness peace forgiveness grace mercy do to you you get to live longer you enjoy your life and that's what it's all about god sit there and so many people sit there and say yeah but i have to give away give up all the good things in life to be a christian no you're getting rid of all the junk in your life and he's going to put more happiness and more joy in your life and you'll be able to live longer. And you won't have to go to the hospital and take care of, take medicine. Because he's going to give you that joy and that peace and the happiness. So many of us don't want to have that. Because we want to live in the gutters. We want to live that way. We want to sit there and live. says, I don't deserve that. Yeah, you do. Because God wants to give it to you. What I want to sit there and say, it's almost 8 o'clock right now. What I want you to do is I want to pray here. If you want to be that first jigsaw puzzle and you want to change and you want to change that first jigsaw puzzle and that's you and that's not just giving your life to the Lord. That's making a total commitment. Being sold out to Christ. Being sold out to God and say, I want to change. I don't want to be back in this place two weeks after I leave. I don't want to be sitting there living my life in misery. I want to change. If that's you, I want you to stand up.